Put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. We're here. We're hanging out. It's a beautiful day in West Hollywood today. I hope you meatballs are having the time of your life. You know, it's almost March. By the time you hear this, it will be March. And um, I, uh, I just want to say thank you for listening, subscribing, reviewing, and sharing with your friends. I want to thank you for still listening to the podcast after the almost two and a half hour podcast I released last week with the main squeeze. I hope you guys got some good dating and career advice out of that one. Um, I was thinking before I bring up my guest this week, because she does a lot with fitness and wellness, or she used to teach a lot more. Um, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff along those lines. I wanted to uh, give you guys some tips, some morning habits to start your day off right. Because I kind of got a slow start this week. Did you have a slow start? I haven't introduced you yet. A little but bit. A little bit, yeah, right? Maybe there's something in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know. What I want to say is you're supposed to, number one, stay unplugged from technology. You're not supposed to look at your technology for at least 10 minutes when you're uh, waking on up. Also... I recommend chugging a glass of lukewarmish hot water. They say hot water, but I like hot, just like medium water with lemon in it. Yeah. Right when you get up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it clears you out. And a little cayenne pepper. Ooh, yeah. I put cayenne pepper in It's mine. almost like the cleanse. Yeah, it's like a mini master cleanse. Exactly. It's good. It cleans yeah. you out. Yeah, get your Beyonce your brain on. too. Oh, it is? A cayenne pepper keeps your brain sharp. It wakes you up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then number three, you're supposed to practice optimism and gratitude. Now, the main squeeze last week talked about meditating. He does like transcendental meditation. So like every morning he gets out of bed, goes into the living room and for 15 minutes meditates. I think that might be a little long for most people. I think if you could even get two minutes of just not using your phone, not focusing on anything but your own thoughts and like getting your priorities straight and just saying thanks to the world in the morning for a good day. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's manageable. It's manageable. Um, This is something that I always do when I'm at the boyfriends, but I never do at home and I need to start doing it for myself. Make your bed. Make oh, your bed. Yeah. <laughs> it sets the tone for the day. It sets, it sets like the tone. You've accomplished one thing already. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you come home, like every time my bed is made when I come home, I just smile when it's I walk nice in. It's a nice feeling. It's nice, right? I like to walk into a clean apartment. Yes. And then I also, I don't know about you, I really would rather exercise in the morning. Yeah. I just want to get it over with. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like. There's so many more benefits to it. Even if you got to wake up a little earlier, maybe go to bed a little earlier, get that workout in, even if it's just a half an hour. Yeah. And then it's done. You don't have to think about it. You don't have anxiety for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like right now, after we do this, I have to go teach a class, which I love teaching. It's cool. But it's like, okay. (laughs) You know, when I was in fitness, I noticed that like people who would work out later in the day, people would come and take nighttime classes were a mess. Really? Yeah. They were always late. They were like coming from work. They couldn't, like they wouldn't hear my instructions. Uh Like they were just messy. And so... It, it was never as effective as the morning class. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. 
Look at that. Um, there's only a few more, guys. Uh, put yourself together. And I don't know if that means, like, putting out your clothes the night before. I feel like that's a little much. But just, like, give yourself that extra five minutes to just get it going, you know? Like, make sure you got something on that makes you feel confident. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe, like, no, like bad breath I mean you know like like brush your teeth yeah clean out those stray hairs between your eyebrows like exactly this is also something that I have started doing much more of recently writing out a to-do list just for the day even like a small tiny I had write a thank you comment back to something nice that someone said on Instagram was on a to-do list today like something that minuscule but I just thought that was like important and I would forget if it wasn't on the list that's a good way to do it. Right? Check things off. Just and then check also it makes off. You feel good. You feel like you accomplished yeah. something. Yeah. It's like making the bed. It's even like if you, yeah. you got to put make the bed on the to-do list, yeah. you can do that. Um, eat a healthy breakfast. You don't have to sit and like make a whole brunch for yourself. <laughs> even just getting like a smoothie in. Yeah. Just something. And then number one thing, I guess this is more like it has to do with nighttime, but just make sure you get a restful sleep. Like make sure before you go to bed, you're turning off your electronics like a half an hour before and you're in a comfy bed. And you know what I like to do? I like to put those little sheet masks on on my face. Oh, you sleep with it? I do. I usually wake up with it like on my leg or somewhere else. (laughs) It's totally somewhere else. I've attempted that before. You have? Yeah. But and. it gets really like, yeah, I just find that the, the I wake up like with the mask like on my elbow. Yeah, know? it's not the most attractive or fun thing. And it might creep you out in the middle of the night, which would wake you up, which kind of negates the whole getting a restful sleep. But I like to I put my Netflix on. Uh-huh. I put like the Neutrogena like light therapy mask thing on first. Oh, is that thing good? I like it because it calms me down. I don't necessarily know if it's doing anything great for my skin. Okay. But I just like the warmth of it. Uh So I put that on. I put a comedian on because you don't have to... I mean, you should watch it but like you can just listen to the jokes like it's not like you're sitting there and watching a movie that way you can close your eyes yeah and that's on for 15 minutes I take that off and then I put the wet like sheet mask on or like the under eye stuff uh-huh. and if I'm really ambitious I'll put like the lip gel over the lips okay. that are supposed to plump it I don't know it's like a little spa night thing and then you wake up in the morning and you feel like you did something for yourself while you're sleeping I do, I do. I put frownies on before I go to sleep. Do you know what that is? Oh, my God. I remember. This was probably like eight years ago when I first started noticing like wrinkles. I went to Whole Foods uh-huh. and they, they're like little, you like it's wet like, them. Like it's like a little piece of envelope paper. Yeah. Did yeah. that work for you? Yeah. I put it between my eyebrows because I tend to like, you know frown a lot and so, so do I that's yeah in between the eyebrows it's I mean like, I have resting like I'm angry face yeah yeah <laughs> or it's like a perplexed face yeah like what is going on <laughs> what's happening yeah and so I try to sleep with those I mean I put on a thousand like creams and lotions and I have a really long nighttime routine and a long morning routine I love your routine it's all right excessive. Hold on. we're gonna pause for it All right, Meatballs, you're in for a treat this week. I am very excited to bring my guest on. Uh, You've heard her on iTunes. She had me on this amazing podcast of hers. It's kind of brand new. Uh, It's it's called, yeah, it's new-ish. It's called Don't Be a Dick. And basically, she asks you to come on and kind of out yourself and tell a story about when you were an asshole, which I love. I love owning up to shit and just being like, yeah. Yeah, because we've all been there. Exactly. And it's kind of like... 
you you learn something from it and hopefully like you rectify it yes oh good word rectify (laughs) uh she's also a traveling stand-up comedian we've done shows together we did a very scary show together in bakersfield it was comedically enhancing i feel like um we learned a lot from that show i mean yes (laughs) doing comedy in a bunker like it was frightening it was frightening yeah i felt like we were at the wizard of oz like i felt like there was like a twister oh or yeah oh my god a tornado yes. happening outside the scariest wind ever so scary but I, we made it we made it we made it it's amazing um she's written for television she also has taught pilates at eden pilates studio you'll recognize eden from the real housewives of beverly hills yes she was only on for one season but we think that was just enough for her um i love her she tells it like it is you are no filter and you better not have a filter on this podcast I promise not to good and she has a love for pop stars almost as large as mine we actually we don't have to share though like i love britney and lady gaga and you're more of a mariah Carey. i'm a mariah fan you're a mariah girl and we're going to get into that you've like awoken my mariah spirit animal since good. um we're gonna stalk her together yeah we're gonna stalk her together um everyone welcome to the podcast ariel kashashi hi. hi thanks for having me <laughs> i know you're amazing thank you yes what's it like having your own podcast now i mean it's fun it's it's I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the subject matter. Like I wanted to pick something that I would enjoy talking to people about long term. Like dating is so boring. You I'm know, so over talking about like, dating. Yeah, I like to get a uh, guy's perspective on dating, though. Uh-huh. Like that's what I've been doing from a lot of my like male guests that come on just yeah. because I feel like we're so used to talking to our girlfriends. Yes. About what we think guys are thinking. Right. And it's usually much more simple. Yeah. Yeah. They're very cut and dry, man. It's yeah. not like like they don't have those. They're not analyzing everything we say either. Not at like all. Like the way that we're like, oh, well, what do you think he meant? When he said this, he hasn't texted me back for six hours. Do you think he's fucking someone else? <laughs> no. Like, you know, that kind of thing. He's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think about it. I'm like, oh, he hasn't texted me back for six hours. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Thank God. Life goes on. You know, I mean, I, but yeah, men are really like, I think it's, it's not as traumatic for them. No. Until like they eventually do get their heart broken. Yes. And then I think they take it harder than a lot of females. Yeah. They get really mopey and very like, like they don't have the quick rebound that we do. I don't know. Or they, well, they rebound, rebound <laughs> on, maybe not the quick, the quick recovery that we do. They rebound quickly. Yeah. Cause then men who have their hearts broken sometimes don't know how to be alone that's so true yeah and they like to put like a band-aid over the wound yeah. without actually fixing the wound yeah like cleaning it up yes and, yes they like, like to swing to another branch they usually have another option yes. waiting before yeah they break they've up already been eyeing someone oh it's so true it's like <sighs> when people get divorced have you noticed the man remarries right away yeah and then the woman takes a little longer that's it i feel yeah. like we're better at taking our time yeah i think so yeah well yeah. actually I mean, there's like, there's different cases for everyone. No, I mean, do you, okay. So you've worked in writer's rooms before. Yeah. Like, have you experienced guys coming in and like asking the girls in the writer's room, like for relationship advice or is that not really a thing? Oh yeah. I've seen a little bit of that. And I, I, I mean, it's like, I mean, this is my thing. I don't talk about if I'm dating someone, 
if I have an issue with them, I'll talk about it with him directly. Yes. Like, I'm not going to go and ask a bunch of friends for advice. I'm not going to. I just don't believe in it. I also don't talk about someone that I'm dating in general. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not. Like, I think when you do, it becomes like you're giving, you're sharing it with everyone else. So everyone else kind of has a stake in it. And whatever happens, I feel like it like raises now, the stakes. It does. It also puts raises more the pressure. For you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I had my boyfriend on the podcast last week. <laughs> was it fun? It was really fun, but we were both so nervous. Oh, it was so funny. Like I felt like I was stuttering through half of it, and almost like talking in song. Like everything I said, I was like, "So anyway, wow, like, yeah." Like it was very funny, but like I loved having him on, and he does two podcasts himself. So like he was really okay. fun to kind of like spar back and forth with, and he has a really interesting story. Uh-huh. And I I wasn't like talk about us. Well, I did ask how he recollects us meeting, but um. Was it the same as how you remember it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It was good. It was a good retelling. But it was more, I was interviewing him so he could give advice about career and like stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then we went to New Orleans. So we were just recapping it and trying to like tell everyone where to go in New Orleans. That looked like a really fun trip. Oh, it was fucking amazing. Like I was, <laughs> was awesome. I was jealous. You need to go. We need, need to go. go. Yes. Yeah. We talked yeah. about this. Yeah. Getting someone to like sponsor us. To yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Do girls trip too yeah I right? think that would be perfect I think it's great so who wants sponsors, to sponsor us come <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah I mean I definitely it does scare me though to like put it out there a lot and yeah do you I don't know if you watch reality shows I am well I watch the housewives religiously oh you do yeah I'm all so of them. mad well, not all of them almost all of them almost all who's your I don't favorite? watch I, um Beverly Hills is my favorite that's my favorite yeah. too that and the New York yeah I think so, yeah. Well, Atlanta, I mean. I don't watch Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta's great. I know. I heard it's really good right now. They're all like, they're just, the Atlanta women are the best. And do they, I feel like they're the most like in your face, tell it like it is. Right? Yes. No bullshit. No, I love it. And 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 they put a lot of effort into their look. You know, like the outfits are amazing. The hair, the wigs, they, I mean. They have to spend so much money on those wigs. I mean, their line of credit must be so high. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. But how can you afford that? But it's cheaper to live down there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. I was going to say on Vanderpump Rules, uh, the episode that just aired this week, Sheena, who's now broken up with her boyfriend that she kept talking about, they were on a trip at his like lake house, uh-huh. and everyone in the episode was just not making fun of her but they were like she needs to chill because she just kept talking about how amazing her boyfriend was how like he's perfect how happy she is he's finally the guy that she's been looking for and all this stuff and it's too much and now they're broken up they're broken up and it was like watching a train wreck on tv i mean don't you think if somebody feels the need to talk about it that much Mm, that something's not right no no it's like yeah it's like those, lot. it's like those couples that share an Instagram. Yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> it's, like it's gross. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you? Don't you have your own identity? <laughs> like, codependence is gross. Uh, although I was just listening, I love, I love shouting out other podcasts. Uh-huh. Do you ever listen to the That's So Retrograde podcast? I don't think I have. Okay, it's Steph Simbari and um, Elizabeth Knott. And they had Whitney Cummings on uh-huh. this past week. And I actually found it very relatable. And I've talked about this on the podcast where my mom says I have had the disease to please. Uh-huh. And Whitney was talking about that. And yeah. she's a CODA, which is 
codependent. Oh, codependent anonymous. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. And she was talking about going to therapy and how she would almost try to please her therapist or like make her therapist laugh. And so like that wasn't really working. And I could relate to that, you know, and I found that like really helpful. And I forget the point. I was do you think you're, you you're going to start going to Coda? I kind of want to go to Coda. Just like, one yeah, or why two. not? Yeah, I've been working on it a lot. Yeah. In general, just in life. Like, I've been very aware of it, but it was like really helpful to hear her talking about that. I mean, it makes me sad that it's like I always see women having this issue. Yeah. I've never met a codependent. I mean, in that way, man. Really? Like, like a people pleasing yeah. man? I've never, I don't. I don't know of any. It's true. Well, do you know? Do you know a people pleasing guy? People, yes, I feel like I've dated. So I talked about one on your podcast. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. okay. Yes, all right. Okay. I talked about uh, yeah one that I just couldn't break up with. He just wouldn't go away. He just wouldn't go away. It was like the herpes of men. <laughs> but he didn't have herpes. <laughs> Meatballs. Um, I want to get into you. Okay. Can we do this? Yeah. Oh, wait. Is my tea... Okay. Can you tell the meatballs what we did right before okay. we started the podcast? So I'm Persian in my culture. There's a lot of um, psychic readings and things like that. And my, my aunt was a psychic, but not by trade. Like she would just do it like the way that I do. I do it for my friends. I'll do a reading for you. And so I have a little bit of intuition. Mm. Um, like usually, like if it's something major, I have dreams and then I can predict um, pregnancies. Okay, so when you have a dream and you're predicting your pregnancy, is it actually someone pregnant in the dream, or are there certain things where you're like, "Oh, that means someone's pregnant"? The dreams are death, and it's it's really horrible. So I'll dream that someone is going to die. Okay, and then they die. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's like you know people who are ill, and and so and, and I've asked for those to stop happening because I it's a I don't want it. I don't that's not I don't want to close my eyes and have that happen no uh, but the pregnancy I will be talking to someone and it's almost like there's like a little voice in my head that'll say she's pregnant Ooh. she's going to be pregnant three and it'll just be like a number that'll repeat three 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 and then I'll be like okay well and then then I have to explain to the person yeah, uh, you know, sometimes I get this thing and and I feel something for you do you want me to tell you and here's what I'm getting and so you're not getting that right now, right? No, okay, good. I'm not getting any, I'm not getting pregnancy. But so yeah, so we did a Turkish coffee reading, which is like I'm reading or we're going to. I made Jacqueline a cup of Turkish coffee. It was so good. It I was, was not. Good. I was expecting it to taste more like tea for some reason. I kept having tea in my I know. Because a lot of yeah. people think tea leaves. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it's coffee grind. It was great. I yeah. love coffee. So yeah. I was very excited about it. Now yeah. I wish it wasn't on the stove. I like one more. We could pause. We'll, we'll make more. <laughs> we can fine. make more. But um, so I read the grinds. So you drink it and then we put it in a saucer. We're going to let it dry. And then I'm going to read the grinds and see what comes up. So what usually comes up? What type of things? Um, it's, it's like images. Okay. That are metaphors for whatever is going on in people's lives. So I'll see the image and then... I mean, it, I don't know how to explain it because I, it's not like, it's not coming through me. Okay. So I see the image and then something else tells me what it is and then I interpret that. Okay. And so, I mean, and I also try to not 
put my own opinion you know it's also hard reading friends because I know you and I adore you and I want good things to happen for you so I'm going to like I try not to project that onto the reading okay cool so. I'll start being mean to you before the reading. Yeah, just start being mean. <laughs> We're going to try to balance it out. Yeah, there It'll we go. It'll be all good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Ariel is one of the funniest comedians I've ever met, and you're such a good writer. I want to find out what your jersey is. Yes, I know where you're from. Like, my jersey's New Jersey. Uh-huh. So tell the meatballs where you're from and how you became funny and what you were like as a little girl. Um, okay. So I was born in Iran. And you're the first one on this podcast to say that that was born in Iran. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll probably be like one of the one of two. Yeah. And so I was born in Iran and um, I lived there until I was like a baby. My family was involved in some anti-government stuff. And so we had to escape. So we were like smuggled out of the country. God. And um, we lived in Israel because they gave us I'm Jewish and they gave if you're Jewish, you get permanent. um uh, automatic citizenship okay and so we lived in israel for a couple years and then came to the u.s lived in kansas city and then so came to random LA. isn't that so random so random it's how a- long were you in kansas city for just a couple years so okay. my like my my uncle went to grad school there and he ended up dropping out and buying a nightclub of course, because that's, I mean, that's Persians what Persians do. That's what Persian people that's in the middle do. of, I mean, Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City will do. How old are you when that happened? I was like, I was like four, three, four when Were we lived in Kansas City. Hanging out at the nightclub? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. 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 Which it's like to this day, like my dad was a bartender there. So when I smell, oh God, like it brings back memories. When I smell like, you know, that dive bar, the cigarettes, bourbon maraschino cherries i love that embedded in the wood when i smell that it reminds me of my childhood (laughs) (laughs) not a lot of people can say that no not a lot of people can say that no it's like you grew up at studio 54 yeah kind of but like a little bit more hillbilly it was like a country music nightclub like they had a bull that people would ride oh do i like country music yeah I mean, it reminds me of that time, but I don't really listen to it. It's no, not your jam. No, no, doesn't doesn't turn me on. Turn me up. No, it doesn't <laughs> do it for. I'm like one of those. I like everything but country <laughs> kind of people. I'm getting more into it because it's getting less country. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I'll hear something and I'll be like, "What is this?" And they'll be like, "Oh, it's country." And I'm like, "No, it's not." I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. okay. I like Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> That's not country. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> it's. Yeah. What is that? It's like soft classic rock. That's classic rock. That's classic rock. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like you would like like I love Fog Hat. Okay. Yeah, that's classic rock. Okay. Then we get into a little like Aerosmith doors. Like that's kind of right, my jam. That's more classic rock. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. I feel like you'd play a good classic rocker. Like I could see you in like classic rock attire. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Like 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 a lot of leather. I mean, I'm wearing acid wash. You are. I think that's right why now. I'm saying that right now because that's you're wearing. She's wearing a Peg Bundy t-shirt. <laughs> is this amazing? It's such a good t-shirt. I love this shirt. Oh, where did you get it? Urban Outfitter. Oh god, they have the best t-shirts. They really that's do. That's where I got my Lady Gaga and my Britney Spears oh, yeah. t-shirt that they I have always the, wear. Yeah, on stage. those good like. Oh, yeah. they're mm-hmm. so great. Peggy Bundy was an icon to me. I actually dressed up as Peggy Bundy. For Halloween one year. Really? In junior high. In junior high? I was in like bold. seventh grade. No, I was in sixth grade. And Peggy Button, you know, Married with Children was on the air. It was a big show. And I, I like 
bought red spray paint and I, I teased up my hair and I had bangs and then I wore like, you know, leggings and a shirt with a belt. And Do you have pictures of this? I, I ha- My parents have to have them somewhere. It was a great Halloween That's costume. Amazing. Did you have boobs yet? I feel like you had boobs when you were like five. I had boobs when I was like 11. Yeah. 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 But it was actually horrible, like having them that young, because you start getting all this attention. And you don't know what to do with it. Really? Yeah, it's gross. See, I was like a late bloomer when it came to that stuff. So uh-huh. I like always wanted like bigger boobs and wanted like all those things. So I don't really remember it being like awkward. Yeah, no, it's like one of those things like I got so much attention when I was young, not because I was attractive, because I had boobs because mm-hmm. I was not like a cute kid, but I had boobs and it was and, and so like I don't like attention okay like unless I'm on stage telling jokes but like I don't like to walk through a room and everyone stare at me I'm actually very like shy about that kind of thing because I got it so young that I don't feel like I need it you don't need it yeah you're like I'm good been there done that yeah I'm like this isn't gonna do anything for me you should have seen me when I was five yeah (laughs) I was very sexy but not cute oh god I I was pretty sexy not so cute. I mean, I, I had ups and downs. Yes. <laughs> I used to get in trouble for it. Really? Yeah, I've talked about it on the podcast. Were yeah. you a flirty kid? I wasn't flirty. I just had moves. Like, I just knew how to, like, break it down. And I was always, like, attracted to, like, sexy things and sexy people and, like, always wanted to talk to adults instead of, like, kids. And, yeah. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, that was my you thing. You were an old soul kind of. I yeah, Chris Medina was on the podcast. He was he's a psychic and he said that about me. That you're an old soul. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um but then I stifled all the sexiness for a while and I thought like sex and sexy and all that was like really bad. So it definitely messed me up later on. And then now you're okay with I'm it. I'm cool with it now. Yeah. I'm trying to embrace it. Yeah. You know. It's one of those things cuz it's like you you kind of feel like you can't be a human being and sexy at the same time. Right? Yeah, people don't really understand it. Like, I always say it, like, I'm like, people, like, a guy can't get his dick hard and then laugh at you. It's, It's, what do you think about that? Like, being on stage, I've heard so many female comics talk about this, and I'm sorry if people have asked you this before. But, I mean, I think that the truth is that, like, people are still a little misogynistic, you know? Yeah. We've progressed, but it's also, it's hard, and, and maybe it's just people don't think of funny and sexy as as being intertwined you know it's interesting because i was just on a show with um whitney cummings Uh and tammy tavares trish sir like it was a great lineup and it was produced by lisa sunset Uh who does um pretty funny women she's been on the podcast before and normally for those shows she asks us to dress up and she didn't ask us but most of us were dressed up except for Whitney. And she went up there with like a hoodie. Yeah. Her hair was pulled back. And Whitney's got a killer body. Yeah, like she's, she's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And jeans. And I was just watching her. And I was like, you do pay attention a little bit more. Like you don't think about the physical at yeah. all. Like it just doesn't get in your way. Yeah. Or yeah, I went up there and I was wearing a t-shirt and jeans. But I was wearing, I feel more comfortable And I don't know if this is like theatrical training crossing over. I feel comfortable in a heeled boot. Like that's where I feel like I can stand my ground Uh and I feel like Jacqueline. Okay. And I feel a little sassier in it. So like for me, that's my uniform, like a t-shirt, jeans, a heeled boot and a jacket over it. But even then I feel like it can be a little distracting. I, yeah, but I think that's a good look. Like when I first started doing stand up, I was like, no, I'm going to dress as myself, which is like, I wear a lot of dresses and 
and like over the knee boots which it's not a good look for on stage i realized later well half the girls in the audience are like wow those boots are cute (laughs) then we go off or they're like my boyfriend better not laugh at this whore you know (laughs) that too there's a lot of and and it does and i've noticed like i've seen girls on stage that are dressed up or have a lot of cleavage or and it and it's hard for me as a woman who wants to see her do well yes to, to even hear the set so i can't imagine what the people in the audience who are kind of not on her side or don't know her you know see her as a blank slate like how hard it has to be so i always try to dress you know i wear jeans and and usually boots sometimes sneakers and like a t-shirt hey I, I mean it's a great look i love yeah. i feel like you're wearing like a huge sweater when we performed in bakersfield oh in maybe the, um, tornado <laughs> yeah i mean because it was, it was big freezing. And it was yeah, freezing i just didn't care it was like whatever yeah all right so you're hanging out in a nightclub you're five years old um and <laughs> oh right so so then we ended up moving to la we we lived in the valley you were like paula abdul i yeah yeah i was a middle eastern jew i was so jealous of you yeah. when i was little of being Paula Abdul. I wanted, well, that's all I wanted in life was to be Paula Abdul. Paula, and I wanted she, to be from the Valley. Oh, my God. I, like, I wanted to look like her. I wanted to be yes, her. She was my hero. Her. Oh, my God. Back then, I was like, I had like all those teen beat, like photos of her Bob. all over. And I, I have all of her. I have the entire Spellbound album, which didn't do very well, memorized. Oh, you and I need to go to karaoke and we do Promise do of a New Day. Oh, that was a good oh, one. Hush, hush. Was a good one. Or is it Rush, 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 yeah. Rush, Rush. Oh, Rush. God. Mm-hmm. Vibology. Vibology was good. <gasps> Knocked out. Another album, Knock. but that was a good one. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. And we, Spellbound itself. Are, we have never bonded over Paula Abdul. No. I have so many Paula stories. Oh, yeah. I've told the oh. story on this podcast, so I won't even, but I okay. met her. I cried to her. She's written me a letter before. <gasps> like, it's a thing. Oh, yes. I love Paula. Yeah. Chris Booker, who was a radio he's been on the podcast a lot tells really great stories about her mm. yes so she's very nice yeah Shout i've out. heard good things about her so you were like a mini paula abdul yeah yeah, yeah. were you I like was, a performer as a kid or i wanted to be but my parents wouldn't let me okay so in persian culture anyone who works in entertainment is considered like a whore it's changed now to some degree is that why you're like that was youtube yeah don't be whore don't be whore well that was more like that was my mom's dating advice (laughs) because they also like persian like i was like mom my friends are all like getting the sex talk what do i and she was like what don't be whore like they don't i wasn't allowed to date like my, my parents had an arranged marriage they wanted the same for me it was like I totally disappointed that. Did they try to like the big sick like have guys come over and you just be like nope or does it work like the reverse? No. For yeah. You? Well, like well, what you're talking about. Yeah, they'll have the guy and his family come over and then the girl. I mean, in Iran at least, this is what they would do. The girl would bring a tray of tea and that's how she presents herself to everyone and serve everyone tea. Oh, that's I'm, so sexy! Isn't that horrible? <laughs> that's how my parents Talk met. My romance. mom served him tea. And and then they were allowed to go for a walk while their family sat in the living room and talked. And like, who decides like, fine, we'll do this. That, I mean, I, I don't know the truth. My mom said that she decide, chose to be with him. Okay. My dad said, I mean, it was already a done deal before they met. It was like no turning. Back. Yeah. So they made it work. They met, they met and married 30 days later. Wow. Yeah. 
I feel like they're probably really cool together, though. They're still together, right? Yeah, they're still together. I mean, I think it's kind. I don't think they're compatible, but they're kind of like, well, we're gonna, you know, there's nowhere else to go. We're gonna make it work. Yeah, they made. It's just you and your sister, right? Yeah, just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You met my sister. She came to Bakersfield. I loved your sister. Oh, thank you. She loved you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you were in, you're a Mensa kid too. Yeah. We need to tell the meatballs this. There's so many like layers to you. I'm, I'm trying I, to get them all in. I'm like the weirdest person. I mean, she I, was gangsta. I, yeah, I hung out. So like, so I, so, you know, whatever we lived in the Valley, we grew up, I grew up there and, um, I, I think I've always just been attracted to people who are like a little broken, like something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. They're just more interesting to me. Like I just gravitate to people like that. And so in the Valley, there's a lot of gang members that would be bussed into high school. Mm-hmm. And so I met a lot of gang members that way, but they also had cars and I didn't cause I was not old enough to drive. Yeah. And so when I wanted to ditch school, they always had a house or some place to go so I would jump in their I would like jump a fence, get into their cars, bring a slutty friend <laughs> to offer to them. And we'd go and hang out and like, you know, get stoned and drink and whatever. And like, I mean, it was interesting to me because I would like ask them about gang life and like, you know, it was a what? novelty for both of them. <laughs> they were like, who is this Jewish Valley girl? <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, so danger. Tell me, like, how did you get into the life? Like, why do you have tattoos you on your face? You were scared of them? Like, none of them intimidated you? No, no. I'm not scared of a lot. I don't know why. I've never, and I used to actually, this is, I've done so many stupid things. I used to, I would go to like a concert or a club or a party with friends, go to the bathroom, meet some random girls and then go do drugs with them. Mm -hmm. Or like some random person would just come up to me and be like, Hey, do you want to get in my car and do drugs with me? And I would like, I would just leave with them. I was like, sure. Like, I don't know what, why I'm not afraid, but it's so funny because I'm just picturing a little five-year-old, but with like your head and your voice on it. <laughs> like, well, I didn't do drugs when I was five. <laughs> I waited till I was six. Perfect. <laughs> no, I love it. And I, I had bleached hair when I was t- like, my mom started at the age of two bleaching my hair. What? Yeah. Is that not Blonde? so weird? Blonde. She would, and not even like using bleach, that would have been a lot more pleasant. She would take cotton balls and dip them in peroxide and then put me in the sun. I had, my hair was like super long. It was waist length, bleach blonde. Wow. So weird. You have really good like hair DNA then to be put through a peroxide cotton balling. And here I am still with like a full head of hair. I'm so, I have hair envy right now. I I always so many vitamins. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I take vitamins too. It doesn't do shit. Well, yeah. you're not taking the right vitamins. That's that's it. I'll you're send right. you my regimen. Thank you. We can put it up for you, meatballs. Oh, yeah, do you have any tips? Go. I know in the beginning we talked a little bit about like regimen in the beginning, but tell the meatballs what like your top five things you should take and do for yourself to be glowing. Um, okay. You should take um mega foods hair skin and nail vitamins mega foods that's yeah. a brand yeah okay it's amazing it's cool it's like food based so your body absorbs it um you should drink the spicy lemon water every morning the that's cayenne spice thing. water um also a comp your brain is it's is sharpest in the morning so the first three hours of your day is where you have the best brain power so drink a cup of coffee and 
shoot out like 15 emails, whatever it is that you have to do, get it over with before you leave the house. So if you wake up a little earlier, as hard as it is to do, it's so much better. You get so much in like I do this. It's called the five second rule where if I want to do something, I count down from five, five, four, three, two, one. It sets off your prefrontal cortex. It's a book I read and it, your brain starts thinking and so you go from um putting things off and procrastinating to going into your functioning brain oh and so yeah so i'll do that i'll five four three two one and then just get things done that's amazing yeah that's similar annabelle de was on last week and Uh she was talking about when she has anxiety she asks herself like five questions like will this matter in five minutes will this matter in Uh five days five weeks like whatever yeah there's something with fives yeah i guess so Wow. That's a good, that's a good technique. Right? Yeah. So count down from five. Count down from five. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. And then you just get it done. You just go. That's it. Yeah. I feel like that's great if like you have to jump off of like a high diving board or like do something that's yeah. a little scary. Just do five, four, three, two, one and then just go. Yeah. Just get it done. Oh, God. Is yeah. that what you do? Like, or you did the first time you went on stage? When was the first time you ever had to actually perform? So, okay. So this, is, I got into comedy because when I was, um, doing Pilates mm-hmm. I had a client so I'd always wanted to act let me go back yeah. I, I always wanted to act and um, I got into law school when I was um, really young I was 19 when I started law school and my family got me in I didn't really want to go and and I graduated from high school when I was 16 and, and it was all like it, it was more designed to make me a better wife and um, not really like for, for me to have a career. And so a month into law school, I dropped out because I decided that I wanted to be an actor. And your parents are like, no, they were like, what? Nobody going to marry you. Nobody. <laughs> that's all they care about. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to try acting. I would go on auditions. And because I have like a sexier look, it was all show up in a bikini, you know, stuff like that. And it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm unattractive, but we live in L.A. and there are girls who keep their bodies in much better shape than I do, who look better in a bikini than I do. Well, they're bikini models. Yes. You, I personally think, and if you go on Ariel's um, social media, what's your social media? Tell the meatballs. Um, Instagram's Ariel's Not a Mermaid, and then Twitter's Iranian Mermaid. <laughs> and we'll talk about that at the end. I'll post it. You obviously have a great bikini body, but there are like, it's like people telling like us like, oh, you're you're really pretty. There are actual models. Yes. For this. So like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, I look good in those photos because I know my angles and you know, but, um, and and it's also, I was like, this is not what I want to do. I look at people who make a living off of their looks and I think it's great if you can do it, but you're also on this, um, you don't have control over what you look like. Everyone's going to age. Mm-hmm. And and there's always going to be someone hotter than you. Always. You know? And, and it just, it's like, it's sad seeing people so obsessed with their looks because that's how they make a living. And I don't want to be that person because, A, I'm not that attractive. I mean, the truth is I'm not. And, and that's okay. Like, I'm not trying to be a model. But I'm also like... You're I, a model in I, my head. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm like a cat model. <laughs> Ariel loves cats. I do love cats. I feel like your cat was showing off for me when I was at your yeah. place. Yeah. She was she was doing some moves. Yeah, she was. She was drinking from her chalice. She has a chalice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a crystal chalice. She's bougie. 
She's an elegant lady. She, <laughs> I like that better. Yeah. yeah, she's an elegant lady. She's an elegant lady. All right. So, so I, so I, tried, so I was, and and at one point I was like, I just don't want to do this. Like, I think I'm funny. I could do more, but I, I don't, and I don't want to be in this industry. So I became a Pilates instructor, mm-hmm. and um, just totally threw myself into that. And I, it wasn't, it was okay in the beginning, and then it wasn't really fulfilling. And I mean, it was fun. Like I trained a lot of celebrities. And, do you have any weird like Pilates stories? You don't have to name names. Um, but you could do like well, sounds I, like. Well, I, I signed NDAs. Okay, so I can't. But I can tell you um, about some like regular people clients Perfect. that I had. Like Let's I had to do it. I had a client who would get, it was a guy who, and this was, this is another thing that was so gross to me. I trained so many men and they wouldn't tell me that they were married. And I was like, do you think I care? I'm here because you're paying me. You think I care if you're married or not? I just want to do my job, collect my check and pretend that you don't exist when this session is over. Like, and, and so I had this one guy, I was training him for three months and we would talk a lot, but he never mentioned his wife. Okay. And then one day out of nowhere, he emails me. He's like, my wife wants to start training with you. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. And so I started training his wife. She was so lovely. I started training her friends. Also lovely people. His brother, lovely. Him, not so much. Like he was kind of a douche. Got and it. And he had moobs. Ugh. It was so gross. That's a tough one. It was, I mean, I, and I was like. It was so funny because because of his moves, I was always having him do pec work. <laughs> he's like, why are we only focusing like, like, on the yeah, chest? He's like, why are we? He's like, my back. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But your moves. You're like, don't you? Yeah. I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, I was like, you're going to your wife will thank me later. Oh, God. And, and so and so knowing all this, he would start getting boners. in the middle of rotator cuff work like it was just so uncomfortable and you call it out or do you just pretend i pretend it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and then at the time i had read an article that said men didn't like high-pitched voices like it turns them off really yeah like you know like that kind of horrible like like a baby stripper voice yeah like a baby no i i I don't think they actually like it Uh okay I think well, baby stripper is a little bit like a softer, high pitched yeah, voice. I guess so. But this was like, like a Marilyn Monroe. Type yeah, thing. That's yeah, fine. yeah, like a breathy. Yeah, kinda. they like yeah. breathy, not yeah. just like hurting their ears. Yeah, screech. no, okay. they don't want. So, so I would like up the pitch of my voice, <laughs> and then I would start. I started wearing sweatshirts when I would train him, which was so uncomfortable because it's it's hot in there. Yeah, it's and it's like when I train people, I get warm, like I get sympathy warmth. Yeah, and so because I had to. Wow. And, and then I would bring up his wife every time. I'd be like, how's, how's your wife? How's she doing? You know, I'm seeing your wife first thing in the morning. <laughs> you know, it was always like. Are they he, still together? I don't know. Oh. But he like, I was moving to New York and he was like, if you stay here, I'll buy you a studio. And he was always trying to get way, Woo! like find ways to make plans. It was just so gross. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. No. I, have to, I have to look your wife in the eyes and, and, and know that her husband is a piece of shit, you know? Oh, and she God. was so sweet. And I was always like, leave him. Don't you wish you could tell her? Yes. Yeah, but that's she, not your place. She knew. She knew. She knew and she was okay with it. Because I was at a Lakers game once and she knew I was there and he knew I was there and he was there. And he kept texting me throughout the game and I'm like, I don't want to, ew, you think I want to meet up with you? Gross. No. 
And then the next day she's like, oh, you, you should have gone out for drinks with him after the game. And I'm like, what? no, 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 I'm not going for drinks with your husband. No. So Thank God gross. you never like went to their house. She would like serve you on a silver. Yeah, she would. Him. She would just like lock me in a bedroom with her yeah. husband. <laughs> like, have at it. Just so she wouldn't have yeah, to play with probably. the Probably. <laughs> she was like, oh, those moves. Oh, those moves. Those are pretty so. bad. It's a terrible thing. Oh, man. There's like moob lipo. You can get lipo. There is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like there are certain cases where you just can't get rid of it. Yeah. Well, there's like a pill for it, too. Oh, didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I That's have friends fun. who have taken steroids and you develop, <laughs> you develop moobs from taking steroids. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then there's a pill you take to undo, to undo. it. Oh, yeah. God. All of that sounds so healthy. I was I in mean, a hot Pilates class yesterday and it was super crowded uh-huh. and I had a couple next to me disgusting and i was just like god damn it i don't I hate know couples who work out together yeah they were both really hot like they both looked like little millennial models uh-huh. i was like you guys are too young to be like this cute together i yeah. don't know and we were all like on um all fours and you had to like point your leg and go like diagonally side to side uh-huh. and every time she went to his side she would stick her toes in his like butt crack and like massage it a little bit yeah as like a flirting thing disgusting and i'm like i don't want to see that no why do you have to do your foreplay (laughs) in a room packed with 30 other people pilates disgusting yes he was the only dude in there so gross don't do that guys i know we have guys that listen and girls i just think like keep it in the bed i don't know what is this the class that the girl with the ass implants teaches yes <laughs> oh my god she wasn't teaching yesterday though. oh but there's there's, there's a lot like, of that i i can't ass implants are so weird to they me they confuse me so much i've never talked to anyone that actually has them like i don't understand how you function as a human with implants oh. in your but I've known people who have had really so either so there's there's two different things you can do either the implants which are horrible and rectangular and Ugh. you can see the ripples in the side oh, it looks God. weird or, or the injections yeah, right the Brazilian butt lift yeah where they take fat from another part of your body so is that what Kim Kardashian it, has? I believe that's what yeah I believe that's what they do okay yeah because it goes under the muscle Okay. And so it's like perfectly round. And it, but it's not like you're ha- like they're not putting an implant in for the butt lift or is that an actual implant that they That's inject in? That's an actual the, uh, yeah. Oof. But, but How with do the you fat sit one down? Looks better. How do you sit down? You can't sit for a while. How do you take a flight? You like donut you have to sit on a donut oh i had a client who a lot had gotten work. it done and he it was a guy. He didn't get the implants. He got the Brazilian butt lift so the fat transfer. Okay. And I mean, he couldn't sit for so long. You have to use a walker. Um, I find that in the so just unattractive. If I'm dating a guy that's like spray tanning and getting well, Botox, he was gay. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, okay. But I'm just not like I don't board. like guys who do that stuff. I like maintenance. I like upkeep. Like you, it's cool. Go get a facial. Like you want to keep your skin like whatever and hydrated. Yeah, like get more. Like use moisturizer. Use moisturizer. My dad even when like he was little, his dad would take them to get their nails buffed to uh-huh. like make sure like everything looked good. Yeah. So like I like it when a guy takes care of like hands and nails. Yeah. Like a manicured guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a manicured well guy. put together. I'm into that, but when yeah. you start crossing over into like the Botox and just like plastic surgery and oh nose jobs God. and the, all that. When men get filler. It just it's too much for me. My friends and I call people who get a lot of filler, we call them cats. Oh yeah. And then men who do it, male cats. And we'll like <sighs> Like, you know, if we see one in the wild, take a photo and send it to each other. (laughs) 
It's I love male cats. I mean, I love to look at them. I wouldn't want to date one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess if it makes you feel good and you're really like insecure about something, but like that's there's a difference between being insecure about something and getting like that one thing fixed or just having like a weekly appointment with your plastic surgeon and being like, what can we do this yeah, week? When it becomes excessive <laughs> and your face starts to look alien like it's, it's too much. It's not good. It's not okay. Yeah. There was actually, I, um, I was reading something today about Kim Kardashian. It's not really about plastic surgery, but we were just talking about her. She's on the cover of Indian Vogue right now. Uh-huh. And there's kind of a backlash in India because they're like, why are you putting her on? And they kept calling her a white girl. Uh-huh. And they kept saying that Armenian is white and that you shouldn't have a white girl on an Indian Vogue cover. And there's enough like beautiful Indian models to go around. Well, she's half white. She's half white, right? Yeah. She's half Armenian. Okay. And I think her dad was Persian Armenian. Persian Armenian. Because there's, you know, Armenians come from different countries. So you're, what are you? I'm just regular Persian. You're just regular Persian. Yeah. Okay. So I speak Farsi. I mean, that's I mean, my first language is Farsi. Can you teach me like something in Farsi that mm. I can use? Like today you were at the Persian market getting my Turkish coffee. Uh-huh. What could I have said when people were bumping into me? Bebakhshin. Whoa. <laughs> it means excuse me. How do you do it? Be. Be. Bach. Bach. Shin. 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 Like shin. Like with an N at the end. Shin. Shin. Bebakhshin. Bebakhshin. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, guys, we just right. learned. Uh, the, no one has ever learned. Is it Farsi? That's Farsi. No one's ever learned Farsi. And what's your jersey? Today's it's it's groundbreaking. It's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're our first Iranian born. <laughs> this is like so much for me to handle right now. I love it. It's getting very ethnic. Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> but I I feel like it's fine to have like someone like Kim on the cover of like an Indian Vogue. You know. I mean. I I I think Indian people, the you know Indians and Pakistanis, they kind of they have similar cultures, so mm-hmm. they are kind of in their eyes a little bit more interchangeable. Yeah. Um, but she's not from that region. She's not. Have but they only had Indian models on the cover. No, of- they've had other ones, but I think it's because oh, it's I think like they just Kim. don't like her. Yeah, I think yeah. they just don't like her. Yeah, but she she she's was on the cover a little bit. A little bit. I feel like a lot of like I don't hate Kim Kardashian. I'll uh-huh. definitely talk about her and like I think I appreciate a lot of the stuff the Kardashians have brought to our culture, but I don't necessarily like want to be them or right. you know want to take that same path. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were talking shit about how she posted the first picture of Chicago West, but it was like a Snapchat filtered picture. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I yeah, it's so weird. Cute. You yeah, thought it was that's weird? Not what the baby actually looks like. No, it's not. The baby's like <laughs> face was changed because those filters like lift your eyebrows. They change your eye color. They change the shape of your face. Yeah. It's like. So that's not really with the baby. Tune. Yeah. So it's not but what it's a good way to like. like show the baby to the world without showing the baby. Exactly. To the world. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe she doesn't really want to show a picture, but she's like giving her fans a little taste of what they want. Yeah. Like that didn't bother me. Yeah. At all. No. She also donated, she was on the cover of Mexican Vogue and donated uh-huh. all the proceeds to the um, hurricane fund or the earthquake, sorry. Um, the earthquake fund. It's not like she's paid that. You're not paid a lot to do the cover of Vogue. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's like the magazine sales. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, maybe if she gets like a back end deal. Knowing Kris Jenner, she made sure. They probably get back end deals. Or Kris Kardashian. Everything they do. Whatever she is. Yeah. Yeah. The mom. (laughs) The mom. (laughs) The momager. Oh, my God. For sure. If I had her as my mom, 
I would be Dave Chappelle right now. Like, <laughs> I, <know>. I mean, <laughs> my mom is like the least stage mom. Yeah. Mom there is out there. No. Yeah. yeah no. You need a stage mom like I that. Know. Look at that. None of them have any talent. Not a single talent in the world. Nothing. Nope. And here they are. Yeah. Do people like you have a, do you have a big family? Yeah. Okay. So like, do your like little cousins, like, do you have other people that like look up to them or like, what does your family think? No, about them? no. Persian people hate them. They hate them. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, just, the, the, you know, cause it's like uh, Persian people are more about getting an education mm. and, and they want, it's they want something honorable they want someone honorable representing them so somebody like that who is famous essentially for a sex tape you know and yeah. that's what it all started from it's not i'm sure that you know they they come around and nobody's going to be like oh if they met her or if she wanted to work with them nobody would say no yeah but i don't it's not um yeah she's not considered like a role model um when shahs of sunset came out a lot of persian people that i know were horrified by really it. yeah because it's it's also it's like okay so you you want to think of the public perception of persian people um you know outside of la they might see us as terrorists yeah i mean my family is i i get stopped at the airport all the time and interrogated yeah. when i go in international yeah and I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even the right religion to be, you know, a terrorist. And so, yeah, I don't think Persian people support Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I don't, I mean, as a whole, the Shahs of Sunset as a whole also, just humans in general, they just make us look bad. Yeah. Most of them. I had an Uber driver, uh -huh. which is insane because your first name shows up. I don't know how he found me on Facebook. He sent me a picture of Gigi from the Shahs of Sunset in a like weird Facebook message and was like, is this you? What? After I took a ride. That's yeah. so creepy. Isn't that really That's creepy? so inappropriate. So inappropriate. Did you report him? I don't take Uber anymore. Yes. <laughs> That's horrible. It's so creepy. Yeah. All right. It really is. So something I love about you, I feel like you're really close with, you have like a core group of comedian girlfriends. Yeah. How did you guys become friends? Like how did the bonding happen? Um. Well, so Jody Miller is one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And we bonded through cats. <laughs> you love your cat. I mean, like I, when I met her, I had a cat who had just died and, and she, well, her, but she's loves cats. Yeah. And so we kind of bonded over that and we became really close and, um, we live in the same building. We at one point worked for the same game, worked on the same game show. Um, I don't know how you did that. It was not a great Your experience. hours were insane. Horrible. Yeah. Tell the meatballs what your hours were like when you were writing for a game show. Because so, everyone, I think, watches game shows and they're like, oh, that's so easy. And like, Well, I mean, it depends on the production company, too. Yeah. But I would, I would sometimes be there on pre-production days. I never got out of there before 2 a.m., usually like 4 a.m. And then I would have to be back at 8. Holy shit you so you don't have a day. life when no, you're you don't have a life you're no. just like functioning on adrenaline i didn't see you when you yeah, were writing no. on that show I, I didn't see myself yeah. <laughs> i mean i was like i mean at one point they were like do you want us to just put trailers on on site so you guys can sleep here that's insane and i was like absolutely not 
<laughs> you're like I'm no, good. I, I just want to get out of this place yeah it was rough and yeah it you was- were just um you just flew up to San Francisco yeah yes so um so I'm good friends with Elijah Eliza Schlesinger mm-hmm. I can't even pronounce her name it's but, fine you know no I don't think well, she can half the time I mean <laughs> I, I can't pronounce my it's own a long name. one yeah, yeah we all I mean yeah. mine always gets missed it's, yeah. it's a thing but I mean, Eliza. I think you're funnier when you have a last name that no one can pronounce. Yeah. 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 I think it's a like, it's rite like of you, passage. You kind of have to like Zach Galifianakis. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like you're going to be fine. I'm going to be famous yeah. because of my last name. Yeah. My it's name is Jacqueline Geraldine pronounced. Nicolette Marfuji. Like, That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I love that you have two middle names. <laughs> um, anyway. You so were Eliza, um, Eliza was taping her fourth Netflix special in San Francisco this weekend. And it was on the USS Hornet, which is um, a naval ship. That's so that's cool. It's now a museum. And they built a stage for her because she's really she really loves and supports the troops. And she was giving a portion of um, what she's making on the special to God, now I forget what charity it was, but it was something, you know, for the troops. Yeah. And so it was amazing. Um, I mean, Eliza, I think, is so talented and so just funny and and also she's a feminist and she really wants to see people progress and so that was kind of her set it was so strong it was so good I mean like I can't wait for it to come out because I don't I mean like I don't think anyone could write anything bad about the really? special yeah because I feel like really she had good. like a little bit of a backlash a few months ago you know what? it's so funny because I, I I've talked to her about that yeah with like female comments yeah and so eliza was interviewed by a magazine and she said i can walk into a club and i every a lot of girl comics sound the same talking about their vaginas and is that what that was all she said right it was something along those lines yeah yeah and it was more like step it up if you're a woman don't don't rely on using shock value yeah to get a laugh because you could do better and i i thought it was a great message i think that maybe the writer didn't paint her in the best light definitely didn't and then yeah. people started posting pictures yeah. of her in like a vagina outfit yeah. and like taking all of their quotes and saying that she was against women yeah which it makes me happy to hear you say these things about her yeah she really like she really loves women she really wants women to be taken seriously she empowers women mm-hmm. i've also like you know you see celebrities get approached by fans all the time and i've seen people be kind of standoffish and she's not she is so kind she listens to people she talks to them she takes an interest in them that's cool it's really nice i like that and yeah. then you guys flew back down and you surprised her yeah so so the next day was her birthday and her fiance planned a surprise and a bunch of us went to, I think it's called Apothic, something like that, Apothecary, something like that, downtown. It was oh, a really cool. cool bar. And she came in and we all screamed surprise. It was nice. It was really nice. And she was really grateful because we had, like, the day before been in San Francisco for her special, which was a long day. Because we didn't, we had stayed in San Francisco. The boat, the ship was in Oakland. Oh. So we had to take Ubers all the way to Oakland. Okay. 
and then back. See, I some of the meatballs were wondering when it comes to like groups of female comics. Uh-huh. Do you guys sit around and like riff and like run jokes uh, like off of each other when you're hanging out, or is it more like no one's on and you guys are just trying to enjoy yourselves? No, it's like no one's on. We'll watch like RuPaul's Drag Race, yes, or like <laughs> I mean, or we'll go eat, or um, I mean, like. I I try to like drag her to weird things like it's like she's never been to a sample sale, <laughs> so I'll, like I've taken her to a sample sale, you know things like that. Do you have any like weird hidden talents that like no one really knows about? I think I do. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, God, or like any like secret little like habits or like something that makes you so happy that you do to like get out of your head. Cats, cat, <laughs> just cats. Really, I'm like Have so you seen obsessed cats with my the cat. No, oh my god, I haven't. I've seen, seen it, it three times, and I don't even like cats. I, I had a don't friend who was in it too, and I could have gone. When, but no, I've never <sighs> seen cats. Jesus, I know. But I you. performed at a cat cafe. Oh, that's really a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's one in L.A. It's like oh. the first. There's now two, I think, in L.A. I would but, be worried about having like cat hair and all my stuff. Um. I like, mean, are they really? Does everyone they don't bring cook, their cats? They don't. No, no, no. It's so it's cats who are available for adoption. Oh, okay. you pay. You make reservations. You pay for like a two-hour <laughs> span of time to go in there and play with the cats. You place your order for your coffee or whatever you want, and somebody brings it from another coffee shop because they can't, you know, make it on premises. Oh, okay. And then you play with the cats, and then a lot of them get adopted. It's really cute. Oh, that it's is really see, now sweet. I feel like a monster because no. I'm like, eh. well, you just, I mean, yeah, I just if you know. hear cat cafe, you think something else. Yeah. But you can't, like, I tried to actually, I got a kitten like a few months ago and my cat hated him, hated him. Like I was giving her CBD oil. <laughs> she was like miserable. Wow. Yeah. And so I had to find him a new home, which was so traumatic. I love Aww. that little guy. Aww. I know. That's I know. okay. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's having fun now. Yeah, he has his own Instagram, so I get to see what he's doing. Oh up wow, to. so he's like more famous than all of us. Probably. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, I wanna know, okay, you have your own podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh you have done shows. Do you want to go on tour or are you looking for more stuff in like the LA area right now? I I, I like being in LA. I mean, I'll go on the road here and there, but um I I prefer I would rather get on TV. Yeah. Get another writing job and just kind of, or, or or New York. I love New York. I didn't even know that you lived in New York. Yeah. I lived in New York for a little bit. That's amazing. Yeah. It was fun. What was your favorite part about living in New York? I love New York. The people, people are so much more accessible. Like people are easier to talk to there Mm -hmm. and they're more direct and, and, and it's so funny because growing up in LA, I just thought that everyone was a flake. I just thought that that's how people are. Right? You know, people will say they're going to do something and then they disappear. And in New York, that's not how anyone operates. Probably not anywhere else, really. Nowhere it's else. Just LA. That, that was flakiness. The, oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's because we're all so spread out. Even though we're not that far out, the traffic makes us spread out. So yeah, but it's also it's like, I mean, I always if I don't want to do something, I just say no. Yeah. Well. That's- yeah. For codependent people I like think me, that's, me. that's harder. We have to make you uncodependent. <laughs> I'm, I've been working very hard at it. I've been Good. saying no a lot lately. You've been, you'd be so proud of me. I, I am proud here. Yes, not. exactly. Yeah, but not to this podcast or to yours. Um, you. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, 
I wish I could answer that question. Okay. Because I, I, I used to always think, okay, by this Count age, down I'm going to five, have, Maybe you could do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. I would... I see myself uh, running a show, hosting a talk show. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Like a panel. I feel like you're very easy to talk to. Thank you. Without talking to you, I think you might appear to be um, bitchy, bitchy and mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm attracted to people like that. Because I, bitchy and mean. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the codependent? Maybe. I Well, no. I just like, because I know there's something more there. Because I feel like I've been accused of being either like resting bitch face yeah. or like whatever, where I'm like, no, I see you. Yeah. Like, you're going to be cool. Yeah. You know? I think it takes like, uh, yeah, a second. And then when you see, because I'm not a smiler. No. No, yeah. that's okay. I mean, it's fine. You just got to be you. All right. We're going to do a few rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, do you like meatballs or bolognese sauce better? You don't really eat meat. I mean, turkey bolognese. Tur- okay. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. What's your favorite Italian restaurant? Um, ever? La Pergolita. Where's that? It's in Los Feliz. It just opened up. <gasps> they make like their pasta is so fresh. Really? It's so good. We should go. I, I'm down. 100 percent we get a nice italian meal oh, yeah wow sign me up i've been having a little too many of those lately well, but i'm okay with it you do a lot of cardio yeah it's fine um <laughs> the movie casino or goodfellas goodfellas oh everyone says goodfellas i like that movie it's a great one yeah, yeah. ray Liotta's great oh yeah. yeah do you watch shades of blue no i you're i could see you playing like jennifer lopez andrea de mateo's like best friend on that show because i'm like yeah tough you're, you're like tough and like in it with them like you could be like on the police force with them i could see that right yeah i think we should put that out Me there and for J-Lo, you best friend you and j-lo i yeah <laughs> you could be like her bridesmaid for her and a next wedding yeah. yeah for her next wedding why I not like that. um who would you rather have happy hour with um carmela soprano from the sopranos uh-huh. um ginger rothstein who is Sharon Stone's character in uh-huh. Casino, Caroline Manzo from The Real Housewives of New Jersey, or Meryl Streep, who's also from New Jersey. Um, Meryl Streep? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's got so I would just let her on. talk. I like yeah. wouldn't even ask questions. Yeah. I would start her off on a good question yeah. and then just yeah. like let her flow. Yeah. Um, baseball or football? I don't really watch sports. Yes. So you made it to the Just Enough with Jacqueline segment. Guys, there's not that much going on in sports right now. Like we just finished the Olympics. So I've talked about those. We finished football. Baseball season is upon us. So I'm going to ask you a few terms and I want to see what you know. Okay. Or what you think they mean. Okay. They're baseball terms. Okay. First one. Grand slam. Um. Is that when you um, you hit the ball and you make it all the way through all the bases? That's almost it. Okay. You, you like know just enough. It's you have a grand slam. You get a home run with all three bases that are occupied by base runners. So like oh, every base okay. has people. So you get right. like four so runs. you empty them all out. You empty it yeah. out. Okay. Yes. So right. that was good. Thank you. Grand slam. Meatballs. Grand slam. Now you know. Um, this was a new one I learned today looking up all these a sacrifice fly um wait, what sport are we talking about? this is all baseball oh okay um and it's abbreviated sack fly okay a sacrifice fly is probably when things are going badly you need a distraction so you kill a fly but make a big deal out of it 
I think that's a better definition for it than the actual definition. I think. How close am I? Yeah, it is about hitting the ball in infield foul territory or if you hit the ball to the outfield um so no flies are killed no flies are killed okay (laughs) um there's a lot of uses for it okay it's sometimes abbreviated to sack fly and it's a batted ball that satisfies four different criterias. There are fewer than two outs when the ball is hit. The ball is hit to the outfield or to the infield foul territory. There's a lot of definitions this is, for this. This is very complex. It's like very complex. Um, if there's a weak infield fly and two errors, the batter will not get credited for an RBI. There's so many. That's a lot. Anyway, I just wanted to say sack fly. You really didn't learn okay. anything from that. Um, this is a different sport. Okay. So I want you to tell me what sport you think it is. Okay. Icing. Icing. Um, I think that, that that's like um, friendship. It's like when you have a friend that is getting on your nerves and for some reason you just don't want to be around them. So you ice them. Again perfect definition uh-huh. that's a sport friendship is a sport some it people collect friends yes collect friends for a sport that's what i used to do see as a co codependent there you go yeah now i'm cut now them it's not now a sport i ice for them you. <laughs> no i love my friends um icing ice hockey that's where it comes from oh, right okay see it's an infraction in the sport of ice hockey. Okay. It occurs when a player shoots the puck across both the center red line and the opposing team's goal line. Okay. Whatever. And then love. What sport is love? I know this. It's tennis and it means nothing. Yeah. Like zero. <laughs> you did it. You made it through. Guys, that's just enough with Jacqueline and Ariel this week. It's so exciting. I love it. Right? Normally I have like fun sports headlines for you, but like they just weren't that fun. I mean, I, this was a learning experience. Yeah, I am. Okay. Since you don't like baseball that much, but we do live in LA. Were you a Dodgers or an Angels fan? I don't even know what teams, like what what cities are like God. any. I mean, have you been to a Dodgers game? Uh, no. <sighs> yeah, let me. I mean, for like frame of reference, I was at Brad Williams' house for the Super Bowl like two years ago. Okay, and we love Brad. Brad's yeah, been on the pod. Great. Yeah, and um, halfway through the game, I said, "How many innings are left?" Okay, and everybody was horrified. <laughs> Yeah, there's quarters yeah. in football. I, mean, I was like, whatever. But you learned from that. You yeah. were like, now I know there's no yeah. innings in football. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I knew that it was like a segment of time. So I think that I should be acknowledged for that. Like I was 50% there. You were almost there. Yeah. You were asking like kind of an okay question. Yeah. You would like this. We learned last week um, from the main squeeze that they're going to cut the inning shorter in baseball because millennials and people is as a whole have uh-huh. smaller attention spans now and baseball just runs too long. Uh-huh. So for our own sakes, maybe you'll like baseball now. They're maybe, making it maybe shorter. Maybe I'll go to a game now. Yeah. The games are fun. You get yeah. to like eat and drink right. and look cute. And, like yeah. there's sack flies. There's sack flies. Grand slam. We still don't know what a sack fly is, but again, I mean, just enough. That's right. all. We know just enough. Right. We know that there is a sack fly. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Do you, do you want to know what else is happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, a fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot. TV is sport for you, are isn't they, it? Are they that? I mean, I mean, the drama about the first Aunt Viv, <sighs> that is like one of the most amazing things. The hatred that they have for her, oh my God, and then her better. YouTube videos. I mean, 
It's just a lot. Amazing. One of my favorite episodes is when they let her like live her best life as a dancer. When they showed her in dance class. Do you remember this dance break? Wait, that was that was that the Aunt first? Viv, I'm the sorry. first Aunt Viv? Yeah, it was the first one. Okay. She she literally looked like she belonged in like a Debbie Allen like fame. Yeah, she did look like yeah, yeah. she she has like a dancer's body. She it was, was because her and Will didn't get along, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't think Alfonso Rivero liked her either because he did like. He did stand up, which I didn't know, and he I did a whole bit about her. Yeah, that's Carlton. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, huh. I know. Okay, Wait, well, so now, are they going to bring back the whole cast? They're, no, they're going to do the whole thing over, only with a girl. So it's like the princess oh. of. But it's the same premise. I think so. I just read I about don't it. No, I think it's weird. I think leave it's it alone. Like, yeah, it's like, not going to be the, the same. new Full House is horrible. It's so bad. Hor- I cannot believe that they got a second season. It was I so. I only watched the first episode, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why are they doing a weird synchronized leave dance?" <laughs> so uncomfortable stephanie tanner's boys to men dance was everything the first oh. time around leave it alone it's just it's just no it's a lot yeah, yeah. and then okay i want to know your opinion on this i don't normally watch the bachelor but i live with someone who watches the bachelor so i'll catch it from time to time uh-huh. and i normally, haven't watched it in a few years okay so this is but this is just something so we all know the bachelor dates a bunch of girls and right. by the end he has like three serious ones he's like choosing between and then it comes down to two yeah. they're at the point where last night's episode they showed the three okay and they don't normally do this but he told all three of them that he was in love with them oh and that just makes me feel like i don't trust you ari no right well i mean i get that like they i mean who knows what the producers said to him you know but like i think that every season they have to make it different from the season before there has to be something to shock the audience so if they're shocking the audience by him saying that he's in love with all of them, God, then there's a little bit more drama. It's a little less predictable. That's true. Yeah, it's like fake news. I mean, I think of it as like a, from a storyteller's perspective. I would love to be a reality show producer. You would be a great. Do you I watch would. Unreal? Unlike yes, I'm, oh, I love Unreal. So good. I haven't seen the new so season. So good. Yet. Oh, it's one one episode in. You have to get in there. Okay, I can yeah. get. In. I have it on my DVR. Yeah. I can get into that. It's so Meatballs. Good. Do you watch Unreal? Write me and let me know what shows you want us to talk about. I don't normally talk about a ton of shows, but it's fun to talk about them. I like to talk about the housewives. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't them. see Beverly Hills last week. Do you want to talk about them really quick and then I have to let you go? Um, I mean, just that I wish Teddy was a little bit more interesting. A little bit. John Mellencamp's daughter. She's yeah. She's playing it's Not that she's playing it safe. I feel like there's been some drama, but there's just nothing... There's nothing compelling about her, and she keeps trying to stand out and be different from them. I want a real, like a Beverly Hills, like like dynasty. Like, that's what I want. Yes. I want someone who is on her fourth marriage. Yes. Yes. I don't want someone that's relatable. No. I want a cool girl. I want a cat who is on her fourth marriage. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, and her second husband mysteriously died. That's what I want. That's what we need next season. Andy Cohen, if you're listening. Like, I want, you know what? She's a little old, but there's this woman named Lily Safra. She, I'll tell you about her after because okay. it's a, lot, a long story, but she would be amazing. She would be amazing. She would cast Lily Safra. Safra, Lily Safra. We're rooting for you, girl. Yeah. Yeah, no. She's like 80, but whatever. Oh, oh fine. She'd still kill it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Lisa Vanderpump can't be the oldest one every no, year. No, no, no. Um, I, I think a new, like, old money, yes. blood, yes. 
Like, yes. She's had two husbands die. Oh, yeah. Mysteriously. I think that's exactly what we need on mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. Yep. I hope you meatballs agree. Um, I want, I love you so much. I love you. Yes. I want the meatballs to listen to your podcast and to listen Please. to our episode. I was on and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. We talked about her. Okay, guys, she has the best idea for a birthday party coming up and you can hear more about it on her podcast, but she's going to have us all dress up as Mariah Carey for her birthday. And I really, really respect that. It's like the best birthday I'm party excited ever. about it. I'm still trying to decide That's, which one I'm going yeah, to be. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you can do a costume change halfway. No, that's your job. So You're the you birthday girl. Well, I can't. No. I mean, I think I know which Mariah I'm going to be. Any clues? It's when the denim was cut off at the top. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was peak Mariah. Peak Mariah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Mariah. Mm-hmm. MC. Yeah. Um, tell the meatballs a little bit about your podcast um, before we let you go so they can really just get into it and know what it's about. Um, so we talk about, you know, a time that they were a dick. I'll tell, I'll tell a story about, you know, a time that I was a dick and, and kind of how we handled it. And then, um, towards the end of the podcast, cause the conversations are kind of all over the place, but then we talk about, um, I give them a bunch of scenarios, like high stakes scenarios and like, what would you do if this was happening? And those are always fun. And I've got some really cool, interesting guests. So don't be a dick, you guys. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. No. And then you're also, aren't you producing a show now at Open Space? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tell VHS them about that. show. What's so the VHS show? It's, um, I only call it that because the, the sets are recorded. Oh, okay, cool. But um, yeah, it's fun and everyone does their best their best material so it's not people trying out new stuff because they're recording it. And we were on a new material show the other night together. Oh, that's right. And we were the only ones that did new material. Yeah, we were. You're yeah. right. Everyone else did. Everybody set. else did their own set. I know, I, and, and that I was, really annoys me. Yeah, we really worked yeah. out stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of laughs though for all new material. I was very proud of you. Thank you. Really enjoyed that. Thank you. Well, you've made it to the final section of the podcast. Um, over a year ago, Lady Gaga retweeted uh, Gabby Conti and I our parody of her song. So it's goals to have Lady Gaga on the podcast. Um, so I always have someone do a read of a Lady Gaga song, but we've branched out because we've tired a lot of her lyrics and material. So since you're doing a Mariah Carey birthday, I feel like we'll keep it in the Mariah Carey range. Okay. And you do a dramatic reading or a okay. funny reading of okay. one line, a stanza, whatever you want. Um, and I picked the song Make It Happen for you. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I okay. Know. So you want me to just do a paragraph? Yeah, you could do whatever. You could do it in a Jersey accent. You could do it. Actually, you could translate it in Farsi if you want. Oh, my God. So you can actually read it that way. Just do whatever feels right How for you. How about a Valley Girl accent? Yes. We okay. haven't had a Valley Girl yet. Okay. If you believe in yourself enough and you know what you want, you're going to make it happen. Like, make it happen. And if you get on, if you get down on your knees at night and pray to the Lord, he's going to make it happen. (laughs) Make it happen. That was amazing. Thank you. I felt like I had um, Christy Swanson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer (laughs) in my living room. It's kind of my natural way of talking that I try to like scale back on. I know. You're lucky you have a deeper register. I intentionally talk. You intentionally do. Yeah. In a lower register. (laughs) Well, it works for you. Pimp yourself out to the meatballs and tell them where they could find you. So Instagram, it's Ariel's Not a Mermaid. And then Twitter, Iranian Mermaid. And I just got on Vero. I don't know. I don't even know. It's what that a is. new social media. Of course it is. I mean, just 
tweet and instagram me yeah you're great on twitter thank you yeah it's a thing well thank you for being here Thanks for having me you're awesome you're welcome thank back you. whenever so you want fun. we should have um i would love to do just a special bonus episode with you after the beverly hills reunion oh we could like recap let's do that yeah so meatballs right into what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com with questions on like what you want us to talk about and topics and all that for the beverly hills reunion Right, That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. Really fun. And also we'll meatballs. Oh, we'll drink rosé. Maybe even some champagne. 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 In the yeah. right glass. I know. Right glass. I have to get to my um, reading now. It's the oh, Turkish yeah, coffee right. reading. That's what we have yeah. to get to. Uh, meatballs, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep subscribing if you're not subscribed yet. Reviewing and rating five stars. It really helps the podcast. I love you guys. I have shows coming up and I post them on my social media. If you want to follow me, it's at Jacqueline Marfuji. Um, and I just hope you have a great week. I hope you have a better start to your day now after we listed the 10 things to do when you start your day to make it better. Um, live your best life. I know. Live your best life. <laughs> With lemon water and cayenne pepper. <laughs> um, I love you. I'm Jacqueline Marfuji. This is What's Your Jersey Podcast, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young. We're all on Superstar.